Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined today by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. What's up, my friends? You're all Sam's friends. Such a great day to be recording a podcast. In a room with no air conditioning. In a room with no air conditioning. Listener audience, my air conditioning on the top floor went out yesterday. And... uh, he loves you this much. And I love you so much that I'm willing to sweat during this episode just for you. I'm not going to lie. I have the air conditioning on in the room and I have a fan going. That sounds awesome. You can probably hear it in the background. I usually RX that out. Because it's May in Charleston. You RX out my fan? Yeah, I do. Oh, you're a doll. I use the RX10 Repair System, which is an amazing updated plugin. It's like finally user-friendly. So what you're saying is I could always run this fan higher. Uh, Probably, yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to. Might get a little artifact-y if I have to keep filtering it out. But thus far, no one's complained. No one, you don't complain. I don't complain. No one complains. Stop complaining. (laughs) Who's complaining? Who's complaining? (laughs) Uh, On today's episode, we're going to be chatting about how to market yourself in 2023. Woohoo! Do you think that these episodes should be a little bit earlier in the year <laughs> than halfway through? Or does it take us this long to figure it out? I don't think it takes us that long to figure it out. I don't think it takes that long to figure it out, but it kind of lets us uh, see if our hunches are correct being halfway in the year. We don't have to like do an episode, like re- uh, not retraction, but... Right. Redacted. Yeah. Redacted. Such a fun word. Info. Should be a plugin, redacted. Yes. Somebody make that. All right. (laughs) Well, anyway, what shouldn't be redacted is the upcoming housekeeping. Ooh. Why don't you take us away? Housekeeping. Hello, my friends. Welcome to my hot house. Today, you have the opportunity, the once in a lifetime opportunity today, to screenshot this episode or past episode that you love. Post it on Instagram, please. Tag me at Moses Mastering. Tag Matt at For the Record Mastering. We will then reshare it, which is great. Gets your name out, gets our name out. We start to meet people digitally one-on-one, which has been awesome. We have great conversations with our audience now. That's been so much fun. Uh, And also helps the podcast get out there to more people. Also don't mind like subscribe to it we've never asked people to subscribe to our podcast in six years and uh i was just listening to one of my golf podcasts i love hack it out golf and they just started doing kind of their own housekeeping and they said uh subscribe to the podcast and i was like oh my gosh yeah so if you don't mind that (laughs) after six years if you'd like to subscribe that would be helpful i've learned uh so yeah Anyway, that's housekeeping. Screenshot the episode, post it, subscribe, and uh, on with the show. Here we go. So do you think it takes us this long to figure out how to market? <laughs> do you actually think that the marketing changes all that much year to year? I don't know. Or do you know. think it kind of stays pretty consistent and this is a burner episode for us? Sam, take it away. My Well, what's funny about the irony of us doing an episode of marketing is I, we clearly do no marketing for the podcast, basically. And my ignorance about marketing podcasts is showing. Um, anyway, we do know what we're talking about, I think, with regards to audio marketing, as Matt and I both have, uh, I'm going to say we have successful businesses, <laughs> I think, um, I like think so. by definition uh, in America. And uh, yeah, I think marketing I feel like the last few years the trends there are like gimmicky trends which is based like clickbait attention and shock and then it's continually um, I've talked a little bit about it I feel like we're in a diminishing return of the ability to just like crank out content you know everybody can crank out curated content I remember when curated content was like a big thing like oh we can have branding and like you know, use Hootsuite or something and schedule and do all these things. I'm not, not, I don't want that to sound like I'm knocking those things, but it was like a really big deal when you could curate and like everybody had like 
black and white on one line, and then the next post was like all color, and the next one was like a three post with a word split up into three posts. There were like all there's been all these like gimmicky trends over the years, and I feel like we're just racing to the bottom with online marketing and marketing for businesses. And I really, I touched on this last year and the year before it. And this year specifically, I like heavily believe within service industries because I'm seeing the growth over year over year is personalization marketing. Like I think if you're not marketing uh, in an honest way this year, if you're not custom marketing to your clients and honoring their vision and what they want to do, a continual giving them like ownership in the process of mastering or whatever part you're in, I think you're missing out. And I think in this 2023, uh, through the last few years, there's been so much um, distrust is what I want to say just in the world. Like, can't what can you trust? Can you trust the internet? Can you trust the news? Can you trust this? Can you trust your friend? Is it even a person anymore? Yeah, is it even a person? Like, And I think for me, for 2023, what I've seen is a continual of people being like, I have been burned by so many bad mastering engineers. I've had that a lot this year. Like I hired the Fiverr, I hired somebody on SoundBetter, I hired so-and-so from YouTube, I hired this person, and now it was terrible and I'm coming to you, please save this record. I've had more of that in the last six months than ever before. And I think it's coming from people have been selling, um, you know, selling essentially that they're a professional and they're not. And there's kind of this interesting, I think it even gets into like auto mastering when that was coming out. There were a lot of people who were like, is it better than you? Like, I'm going to shoot you out against that. And Thankfully, I've continued. Which there's a video online of you being shot out. There is, and uh, which is cringy. It's it's. I didn't know it was happening, but I am shot out against all um, the auto masters pretty much out there. And thankfully, the person who made the video, who I love, um, he ended up choosing me, and so did most of the comments. Um, but it's just kind of interesting. Even well, we don't have to go down the tangent, but shooting out master engineers is an interesting thing because. We're not in competition, I don't believe, because um, it's art. So, but wasn't anyway. there a whole episode that we recorded but never released on shooting out mastering engineers? I think so, and it just wasn't the right context to be put online. I think we ranted for a bit, then we're like, "Wait a second, we actually get business because we win shootouts." Correct, we do. Yeah, we don't like shootouts. <laughs> shootouts get us business. Um, you know, when uh, often we don't even know we're in them, especially as you get higher up, sometimes you don't even know you're in them. Or Matt and I get shot out against each other, which is always fun. Anyway, back to marketing. <laughs> I think in 2023, personalized, honest marketing is what's going to win, um, especially in the service industries, like in mastering or if you're an engineer or producer. I have more and more people looking to make a real connection with a person who actually knows what the heck they're doing. Um, I think people are getting burnt and burnt out from the continual bombarding of platforms and tip videos and all this stuff. And that doesn't mean those things don't quote-unquote work, but I think we're in such a, I said again, diminishing return stage with the internet and social media and marketing, and that people are, uh, this sounds dramatic, like aching or yearning for uh, honesty and truth. And I think that's now leaking into uh, when people are hiring me, I have to continually earn their trust, which I've always had, but more than ever. But also there seems to be a uh, now ripple effect where people have spent the last couple of years kind of like hiring the cheaper person or the auto thing or trying to master it themselves because they watched a video or a course. And it's just still not getting them the results they were quote-unquote promised. Um, so I think for 2023, if you really want to grow your business um, I think it's it's got to be personal. It's got to be honest. It shouldn't be gimmicky. It should be authentic. Um, it's so funny that I have to say all those things that that's what it should be. But the last few years to me haven't been that. They've been like slick, almost like used car salesman feeling where it's just like manipulation. It's not the whole truth. Um, you know, it's selling on emotion and fear. And uh, that is exhausting to people. Um, while that works, we know from a psychological standpoint that 
fear is what gets the most attention. Like your brain will latch on to fear. I think it's like 10 times quicker than a positive thing. Um, sure. Because it's survival. And so, unfortunately, <laughs> marketers know that. Marketers are, marketing companies are really interesting. They basically study how to manipulate people and then they implement that. Um, and they don't really care if that's good or bad or how they're manipulating you. But uh, that's what billions of dollars are spent on marketing to manipulate your emotions. Um, and to get you to buy the thing. And a lot of time it works, but I feel like people are just getting exhausted by that. So for me, like opening remarks, I am heavily into personalized marketing, meaning like one-on-one still target marketing, uh, going in-depth conversations with people via email. I've started to do voice memos with people um, where I'll take four or five minutes and explain my process if they're concerned. Um, I feel like we're... I'm constantly undoing the garbage that's been floating around for the last few years from like loudness to luffs to mastering in general. The mastering has been hijacked. Loudness has been hijacked. These terms have been abused and manipulated. And I think in 2023, if you want to shine, you got to lean on wisdom, personalization, honesty. And that's what is winning for me. That's what's growing business for me. And uh, I think that will work for you too. So that's my opening remarks. Matt, what say you? I don't like mean this from a place of like coming across as weak, but I am genuinely exhausted <laughs> with like all the stuff that just bombards yes. you. And I actually, I think I'm about to kind of set social media down for the summer. Yeah. And I guess this will come out in the summer, but... It's just like, it's just so much coming at you all the time, and you just can't catch a break. And every other thing, it's like, I just want to see what my friends are up to. Right. And it's just like, every other thing is like, buy athletic greens. Look at these leggings. <laughs> it's like, greens. not interested. <laughs> buy athletic greens. I'm not interested. It's like, do this. It's like, buy athletic greens. And it's like, okay, I'll buy it. But then you buy it, and it tastes like garbage and gritty shit that gets all over your teeth. And then you're like, all right, I'm throwing this out, and it's really expensive. And then you're like, okay, oh, cool, new UAD plug-in. They got that capital whatever mastering thing that yeah. came out today. Yep. Buy athletic greens. <laughs> and it's like, I already tried it. It tastes like garbage. Please stop. Do you see this is going, right? Incredible. This is, this is, I'm like peeking out my shit. I'm sorry, Sam. I love it. This is like everything that has my... 2023. Yes. Um, I also think I may have switched an input button for a quick second. I may have dropped out. I may have not. <laughs> but it may have just been a second. We'll I was out. very animated over here. But I'm back now. <laughs> like I never left. If it didn't happen, disregard this part. But anyway, that's what marketing has been. And it just like literally just keeps beating you down. And one of the, I mean, one of the things that's kind of annoying about like what's going on in, I don't know necessarily like the rest of the world because I did a little bit of a uh, little travel stint a month or so ago and I don't really get this anywhere else. It's kind of, you know, your normal advertising, but like everybody in the United States seems like they're trying to make a quick buck. Right. And they're just trying to shove everything in your face of like, buy my course, do this, do that, buy this, buy that, listen to me. And it's just like, None of this is long-term. None of this is, like, even sustainable. And I feel like I'm having to make my everyday life choices based on, like, okay, what's actually going to happen long-term? Yeah. So, like, I was with—this is, like, a story. I had this this bank account. It was an account that was—or a bank that was—ended up being purchased twice. This was an old, old bank— um, it was like a cool system to set up. It was called Simple. And you could allocate money, and it was really neat. It helped me save like a bunch of money, helped me and my wife when we first got married. Um, and then they were bought by BBVA, which was like, all right, this sucks. And then you lost everything. And then like all those cool features, for whatever reason, they didn't continue it. Um, actually, they did. 
And then they started to gradually shut it down. And then PNC bought BBVA and was like, yeah, we're just going to tank all these features in the ground. It's like, this is so feature rich. You could like literally revolutionize how all of your people bank. And you're just like, are you kidding me? And so now everything, and I'm just like, how does no other bank offer this type of like solution? Right. It's like you're literally in the business of lending money. And unless you don't want people to have money, it's like this should be the thing that you want people to have to legitimately save money. And, uh, but ever since then, I've just kind of been a bit scarred of like, okay, yeah, I could do this, but this company literally seems like it was built to be parted out and sold in like four years. Yep. And it's like everything that I'm looking at investing in or doing anything personally with for the long term, I have to view it through the lens of, is this company built to be sold or is it built to be here for the long term? And um, and it's just the, the whole quick buck mentality. And it's so immediate transactional, immediate so some people make a quick buck. Right. And it's like, and then in a few years, you're losing all of these features and now you're going to have to go figure out something else. Right. And I'm not saying, like, I want something that's going to work for the rest of my life. But, I mean, shoot, that's, like, how our grandparents were and pretty much our parents. not saying stuff didn't get bought and sold back then, but stuff wasn't really made to necessarily do that. People wanted to do stuff for a long time. Um, And I feel like even down to the small, um, everyday things, it's all just really small, really loud, really annoying and I honestly, like, it and me, I feel maxed out by it. Right. And it's, I don't know, it's incredibly annoying. Um, it's getting very old. And I don't mean to complain, but that's really just the current market right now. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't really know when it backpedals. You're going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, I think I've been <laughs> You're like... You're going to say buy athletic greens. Yeah, buy athletic greens. <laughs> and now, a quick word from our sponsor... <laughs> Buy athletic yeah, no greens. Shit. Um, Do you want ju- some gritty shit that gets stuck in your teeth all day? Yeah. I was just going to say... Kind of tastes like garbage. You might need to supplement it out with some honey or some other stuff. That, yeah. I feel like a lot of the world is um, exhausted and tired. You know, I see people post that a lot, honestly. And maybe my social media is just feeding me it. it but I feel like every week I see someone post, be like, hey, is everybody else just kind of like beaten down and exhausted? And then it's like 30 people oh like, yes. Yes, yes, like so tired. And I don't, I don't personally kind of, I set pretty heavy boundaries with my life to, I'll say, live a healthy, happy life. I don't necessarily feel beaten down, but I, I do see a lot of people being beaten down. And I think it is from exactly what you're saying. Like, I personally am exhausted from social media in theory. Like, it doesn't really impact my day to day, but I'm tired of, that's why I'm still just on Instagram basically, like years ago. I was like, Instagram's just going to be my platform. And when it dies, it dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I tried TikTok twice, got off that. Uh, Facebook, I don't ever post on. You know, I've tried a couple other apps where people are like, you got to, you know, Gary Vee is always like, oh, this new app, this new app. New, you know, got to be on top of Gary this Gary Vee app. is exhausting. He's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, like I used to love If him. you're on LinkedIn and YouTube and yeah. Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook, and it's like, he's, Gary, shut up. He's no just one. like obsessed with he's like get your team on it's like it's me i don't have a team i know so anyway yeah i feel like most people are tired like when i talk to my artist clients who are like independent they're like i'm so tired of having to make skits i'm so tired of having to like literally be an actor a marketing and like a marketing like an engineer an artist a songwriter like having to do like song and dance entertain everybody while making music while trying to tour or like put out songs yes and playing the game of like playlisting. And it's just, it's so exhausting. And I think people <laughs> get off stage, do a TikTok dance. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like to keep up with how fast everything is moving is exhausting. And I guess for people out there, like Saitan, like you have a choice to not do that, you know, because currently for yeah. a lot of people, it's not working. So that's where, you well, know, the algorithm changes so much right. that it's like once you get the hang of it, you're, it, it changes, right? And it's just like, well, what the heck good was any of this for? Right, exactly. So I think I'm seeing like it's so interesting with like AI taking off too. In theory, you know, and probably by this time it'll be even more with Chat GTP and 
um, there's like this interesting thing happening where I think people are like, oh, I kind of miss people. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm tired of ta- talking to like, you know, chat bots for customer service. I'm tired of like everything just being done instantly and like optimization over everything. And like, it's just, it's an exhausting thing. And I feel like social media now is just, and even YouTube, like, I was trying to just watch like Drake's playlist of music videos while I was working out. And every other song was just like, by Athletic Greens. <laughs> it just was <laughs> ad after ad. And now what they're doing, so maybe they've done this forever. But like a year or two ago, I started putting on cafe ambiance for my dog when I leave on YouTube. And it's just like a background <laughs> animated like beach scene or like coffee with like nice little jazz music like elevator music and they're Biggie's like so pampered yeah they're like two or three hours long or some of them like 10 hours long i just put them on and it used to have ads which is fine i guess you know i don't love ads but anyway like every hour an ad would pop on but now it's like every 15 minutes an ad pops on but what people are doing with their ads now because i think they know people just set stuff and forget it mm-hmm. is these ads are 30 40 50 minutes long it's like yep. an episode of somebody's podcast now. Or like, hey, today I'm going to talk to you about Athletic Greens and show you my whole workout. And it's like 44 minutes. So then, You know what's crazy? Oh, I'm ranting. So this gets I, into yeah. kind of like borderline like demonstrably sick. Yes. is So like my kids, they'll like to watch. Um, so like, I don't know. It's like Emery will like to watch. I don't know. Like this guy and this like kid and his dad do this lego stop motion on youtube yeah and i don't know if these people i don't know what control they have over the types of ads that they show yeah but it's like they also know that you just kind of to a degree leave your kid there and go and take out the trash or do something and i come back and they're like dad what's going on and it's something completely else for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I have only been gone for two minutes, just right. went to go take out the trash or something. And it's just like, what's going, like, you're now making my kid watch this right. that I didn't, so, it, it, it's like, this can go down a pretty gross path. Right. So as far as ads go, it's like, this is not cool. That'd be funny. It's like, push spacebar here to buy athletic greens. And like, you have like, 12 packages show up after that one time of showing Biggie. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You're like calming beach scene. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I just feel like people are tired of that sort of marketing. And I feel like there's going to be, I I hope, I pray to thy Lord that there is like a return to people. Like old, old I'm going to say like old school marketing. Like one-on-one or like, you know, a, a return to hey, maybe we don't need to market to a million people on Facebook every day. Yeah. Maybe we just need 100 clients like to have an incredible career, which is true. And I think that's, as I've done like mentoring over the last year and doing like the finishing records workshops and having like follow-ups with people with that, helping them build their business, we talk about marketing a ton. And I just always break it down to them of like, if you're a master engineer, you need like 10 mixers who are full-time and you will clear yeah. six figures easy because a full-time mixer is going to be doing three to five songs a week. And if you've got 10 of those, you're doing 40 to 50 songs a week then. And that's only yeah. from 10 mixers in the whole freaking world. You know, and once I there break it down, yeah, there's plenty of work. And I think the unfortunate thing that I keep telling, and this is to me like marketing trend 2023, to me is like cast a smaller net. You don't yeah. need to be on social media and hope you get 4,000 views on a video. Like the conversion rate is pretty crummy on that. Like just target market so freaking specific. And that's what I've been teaching people that I'm like helping mentor on side is like do some homework. Like spend 10 minutes going to the mixer, checking out their catalog, like getting to know them and then only reach out if you 100%, if it's got to be a hell yeah, essentially. Like, it's got to be, absolutely. I love the records they're making. I like them. Like, and then you can reach out. And when you target market, there is something I think like universally true about being honest and about approaching someone when you have like pure intention. Because I think people naturally 
can sense that. I've noticed it in my career and when I market to people, there is, especially like in Nashville, like you can meet, this happened like this week. I was having coffee with another guy and then we ran into another mixer who we ended up having breakfast with. That's the power of Nashville. Like you just can run into people, but Mm -hmm. you can tell like instantly if that's probably going to be a client or not. You know, there's like mm. a genuine connection and it, and it's not even a good or bad thing. It's not a personal attack. It's just like, are they making records you like and do you think you're a good fit or do they already have somebody? Sure. And I think for like 2023, I would encourage everybody like stop trying to go viral. Stop worrying about like, you know, am I getting a thousand followers or 5,000 followers? Like you don't need a bajillion people to have a career, especially in mastering especially in mixing, like this obsession with quantity is so exhausting and quantity does not equal quality content or, you know, something worth your energy. And I want to say that I think this year, if people would have a smaller net and really target market the people they think they would be an absolutely perfect fit for, they will have the best year of their life, like personally and from a work standpoint. Because at that stage, then you're only managing like 10, 15, 20 clients, you know, that are like, you can get to know. And when you get into this like transactional business, which is what kind of like everybody teaches, it's like, oh, just SEO and like run ads and convert one out of a thousand and you never meet them. Like it's an exhausting process to have to like go through transactions. And that transaction. one conversion's just, garbage. Right, exactly. And that client... It's a client you probably shouldn't have. Right, they're a transactional client. They're probably not hiring you for you. They're hiring you because you popped up in an ad to buy Athletic Greens. And... (laughs) 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 So, anyway... Dear Athletic Greens, any marketing is good marketing. You're welcome, Uh, Athletic Greens. So, anyway... I'm not going to show up on Instagram and leggings with my man boobs hanging out and sponsoring Athletic Greens. Don't worry. That's, That's uh, like every Athletic Greens like commercial. It's just like somebody shaking their butt and be like, <laughs> oh, look what I did for my healthy week. Uh, yeah, I actually have a theory that I won't go into here, but I kind of think that whole company is a scam. <laughs> we can talk about it later. Yeah. But yeah, I think for people out there, like marketing tip 2023, smaller net, my friends. You don't have to be obsessed with like getting up 10,000 views or getting your followers up. You probably have enough clients within your following already. You're just like not spending the time to get to know them. Because that's like with me, like I'm at, let me pull this up, 6,500 followers. I probably only know like 100 of them, you know. And I mean, my client list is kind of large now, but I've been doing this for, you know, 12 years. So, you know, it kind of does that. But, you know, I don't, I have zero concern about gaining followers. And I know like my company and my career is like, good to go within that 6,000 people because those are real people that are following me for mastering. So if I only need like 20 clients to make this work, now I've got a pool of 6,000 people paying attention to me. Like, I'm good to go forever, you know? And it's my fault if I don't like essentially interact with that if I don't want to because this is a business, so there is something on you that you do need to market and interact. But there's just such an obsession, I find. People are still obsessed with like, oh, well, TikTok, I can get more views. It's like, who cares? What are you doing with those views? Like, what? It's not quality. Yeah, it's just like a dopamine hit to you, and you're just like depleting your d- dopamine A, but you're just, you know, I feel like TikTok too on some level is a scam. And like they knew if they could generate more views for people, then people would use TikTok. But the views don't mean anything. Like I think any... Any social media platform could probably crank up views for someone if they make that like the priority of the algorithm. It's like we want all the posts to be viewed by all the people all the time, the most time. And that's to me what TikTok does. And I feel like people have become so obsessed with that quantity that, you know, once again, it's like a race to the bottom. It's like devaluation now. Because now, like it's so funny. On Instagram, I see people be like, you know, Instagram, they've got 12,000 followers, but they're like, oh, TikTok, 500,000. And it's like, yeah, that's your bio. Your bio is, I'm popular, more popular on TikTok. (laughs) 
Like <laughs> no, but like also there's a caveat there because I just went through like a hand, like a good bit of hiring. Yeah, and uh, I think we just signed our second person um, from that hiring thing. But one of the ones was a marketing creative, and ironically, and uh, I would get people who would have like all these like this massive TikTok following and stuff like that. And you kind of go and you look, and I, every single person who applies, yeah. I, it, it doesn't matter who you are. I look at you. I look at everything about you. And I make an honest judgment on like, like everything that is on your resume, whether I already like preconditioned to know whether or not you're a fit. Yeah. I want to know what you're doing in marketing to, Essentially, because you're marketing yourself to me. And right. so I go through, and I want to know every... I super stock everybody. And if you're like, I have all these TikTok followers, like you go and you look, and it's like, you're shaking your butt on the on the internets, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got 500,000. You know how pissed off I'd be if my daughter had 500,000 followers? I'd be like, Elliot, you're not allowed on the internet anymore. <laughs> We're, I, I have never been more envious of my grandfather who I had to teach him how to use Internet Explorer in like the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. And then he never did. And I taught him how to use an email. And he never did. Ooh. I taught him like, if you want to buy a lava lamp, I specifically remember, this is a core memory in my head from when I was a kid, teaching my grandfather how to run a search query Four lava lamps on Internet Explorer using very early like Google, Yahoo, AOL. Yeah, the, you've got mail like mm-hmm. that whole thing. I like and setting him up on AIM and all that stuff so I could talk to my grandfather, and he never did because he never cared. Right. <laughs> he maybe like I don't know maybe he did care and he didn't get it, but I've never been more envious. Yeah, because it's just like I don't really have time for this. It's like my life is like I'm good. I don't need to be glued to this stuff. Yeah. I, and uh, yeah. I just feel yeah, so, like most people that are doing all these things, when I actually talk to them, they're miserable and they have no, they're not making any money. Like, yeah. Even people that have a following, you know, they. I was talking to my they, wife about this last night because she was going down this whole rabbit hole too before we really decided what today's episode is about. <laughs> um, I actually think I was like, oh, we should do a marketing episode tomorrow. I was talking about that because she just said everything that you just said. <laughs> and I said, one of the interesting things is, is all the people who do the buy my course, like subscribe to my YouTube channel, who are doing like all the crazy content. I said, it seems like they eventually get into a cycle where they actually can't back out because that's becoming their, inv- their, their revenue stream. Correct. And so they just keep on having to double down and double down and double down on buy my course, buy my course, buy my course. And it's like, I don't know, they might still be mastering, but it's like, if you were making legitimate money from mastering, why would you be posting every day, every other, like have a crazy posting schedule? It's like these people do it and they can't back out of it or they just vanish into obscurity. I mean, I don't want to cast a wide net there, but... It's like you and I record once a week. You and I talk for, I mean, we have to address it because we're, I guess, content creators, I suppose. But at 4 p.m. Eastern time, you and I hop on a phone call and we BS for an hour. We catch up. How are your kids? How are, how are my kids? How's business? How's business? And then we do like, I don't know, like our normal talk. Right. And then at five, my time, we push record. We talk for an hour and then we say, okay, bye. And that's it. And then you put the episodes together, you send them to me, and I post them. And that's it. Like, total time in, like, three hours per episode every two weeks. Right. And it's super manageable. And if we ever get really behind, we're like, hey, we might need to make sure we're sticking to a schedule or maybe even, like, do this twice a week until so we can, like, build this up. Right. Which we've never had to do. Right. So it's like... We just want to talk to each other, and we're just inviting y'all along for the ride. Sam and I just like each other. Right. So I feel like these calls would happen regardless of not whether we're recording them. Right. If we ever stop the podcast, Sam, we're still calling every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. still going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think that's too But like, I feel like yeah, these guys are so bought into it that they have to keep doubling down because now it's a revenue stream. Right. And I think, too, you know, like tip for marketing 2023, I've 
told people this for years is like, because I actually get a decent amount of compliments where people are like, I like your content. You know, you must spend time doing it. And I've always told people, I make social media work for me. Meaning like, the content you're seeing are from accounts I probably follow, so I just repost it. And then I post the things I'm doing. Like I don't over, so many people overthink social media marketing and marketing in general. Mm-hmm. Like I don't sit, I have zero social media marketing plan laid out. Like nothing is laid out, nothing's scheduled. I just wake up, I open my Instagram for five minutes, check my DMs because there's always DMs about work. Then I just look at my feed for like two minutes. Watches, dogs, Land Rovers, golf courses, houses. I repost the ones I like. I post, you know, the podcast. I post something that I'm working on. And it's just like an easy, it's an easy like five, 10 minute thing. Then I'm off for like the rest of the day. Then I check it usually like right at the end of work here for like DMs again, which is like business. And then I wrap up and I'm done. Like it's a five to 10 minute commitment, like morning when I start my day and then at the end of the work day and then I'm off and I spend maybe 20 minutes total, like a day on Instagram and it's been great. Like Instagram has been great for my business over the years for sure. But it's, I don't freak out or stress out about it. And I think so many people, they're like way, they hold on way too tightly to their account. Like they're like, oh, I, I couldn't just post random things or like it's some, I can't post something that looks not pretty, you know, or, mm-hmm. oh, I can't misspell something. I just let it fly. Like, and I think yeah. that's been part of my success over the years. And especially <clears throat> now is like, I've made so many clients from people being like, ooh, I like that pizza. Or like, ooh, that car's cool. Mm-hmm. Or ooh, I didn't know you golfed. Or ooh, you know, that's a weird like, whatever, like pool. And then you kind of click with people. And then a lot of those people become clients over time. Or they just become friends. Like not everything's about business. But I think, you know, for people like marketing tip 2023, like make marketing work for you. Meaning like, don't stress over it. Just be you. That doesn't mean you have to like overshare. I think that was like a trend for a couple of years. Just like oversharing, like everyone sharing their deepest, darkest mental struggles like during COVID on the internet. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is not the place to do that. It's good to share that Mm -hmm. thing in the right environment with the right people. But, you know, marketing shouldn't be like based on you capitalizing on your mental illness to me. Like it just is not a good place for people that are struggling to begin with to then blast it on the internet, to have random people then essentially sympathize for you or with you. You know, I just, I don't believe that social media is a great place for people to essentially air out like all their something. I say like some things should be sacred. Like I believe in that. And I think context is really important. And I think a lot of people post sacred things in hopes of attention. And I think there's an exchange and a cost for that to the person mentally um, and emotionally and probably spiritually, physically. And I think, you know, once again, it's like people are getting duped into like, oh, if I share more intimate details, I'll have more attention on me. You don't have to be like bearing your soul to market well, like as a person. You can just post. But also could... But also, could you imagine like legitimately bearing yourself to the world and that just kind of be like, it's like somebody's watching it for like three seconds and then just keep scrolling. Like how transactional. Right. And it's like, you just like dumped emotionally somewhere and to somebody else, it was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Right. Then they just scroll past it or just like tap past it in a story. Yeah. And it's like, I would never want a part of me that was like that to be just discarded. Right. And, and know, it's like why would you not want to trust a certain community with that? Right. If you had a certain community that you essentially entrusted that to. Right. Yeah, and I know there's going to be people who are listening who are like, "Well, I like that or you know, I it was so cool and so and so shared that they had depression cuz I do too and then we had great conversations and like that's all true, but it just I just feel like there's better ways to do all that. <clears throat> like you can if you're looking, if you need that sort of connection, then go to a therapist or like your close community or form community. You know, if the internet is your best case scenario for like connecting with someone over, I'll say like depression, like that 
that's probably not your best solution. You know, like it's, I don't know. I don't want to like go down this rabbit hole, but I just feel like I've had a number of people who have bared their soul and then a year later they're like, I kind of regret that I just literally told the internet all of my things because while the immediate like, oh, thanks, you're so brave for sharing or things of that nature, like that's still not, to me, that's not, (laughs) to circle back, like that's not good marketing. You're marketing the wrong thing. You know, (laughs) if you're an artist or a master engineer or something like that, I think you need to market on some level your product. You know, keep your personal personal, keep your business business. And, you know, I think you can let your personality come through your business because that's part of your brand as like a service provider. But I think people have confused that like, oh, I want to be authentic, so I'm going to reveal everything about me and that's good marketing. I don't think that's great marketing. So I'll end that little tangent on that. I had chronic diarrhea until I discovered athletic greens. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, people. Athletic <laughs> greens. Yeah, they're just going to keep popping up here. I'm excited. Um, yeah, so I would definitely like echo what you said. You know, this year, cast a smaller net. Um, I would say quality over quantity. Um, and then create commonality. Yes, yeah, so and good. And I would say... As far as creating commonality, it's if you want to work with somebody, you should follow them and kind of become a, it's like, see if you want to become a part of what they are doing. Yeah. And like, like cast a them sized net. And if they don't land in that net, then that's fine. But it's like, at least kind of invest yourself into them and their community. And what they're doing, and it's like, if it's a mixer, if it's a band, and they don't want to work with you, or they're covered, or something like that, that doesn't mean that they won't need somebody in the future, or it's like, if I want to work with somebody, like, I have no problem following them, and then they post something that I like, just put like a quick comment on there, but like, hey, that's freaking awesome, this sounds incredible, great job. And it's like, you don't have to be creepy or anything about this. And then it's like, you can just heart stuff or like, I don't know. I wouldn't do the whole like three fire emoji, <laughs> 2018 coming in hot. Um, I wouldn't do any of that. Um, but like, fu- like, it's exactly like what you were saying. It's like, I think it's funny. Like you will post, I don't think this is funny, but I think it's funny the interaction that you get. Because you do post like Land Rovers, like really cool, like French properties and like watches and all this other stuff that like you like and things. It's actually you post the things that like I will say like on Spotify or wherever, create a create like a playlist about like something that like for me in music pulls me out of my day enough to bookmark that song for later. That when I look at that for you, you are essentially pulling something, uh, highlighting something that pulls you out of your scroll, Yeah, supposedly. Yes. And it's like, hi, I think this is kind of cool and worth sharing, and this is about me. Right. And then you finding people that that aligns with and who just kind of reach out to you. Right. Which y'all then create commonality over pizza. Yep. Or a random villa in France. Yes. It's like those little things. I, I and I do. I do believe there is a saying that most, like the majority of friendships, really begin over commonality. Yes. And I remember, like one of, like one of, uh, one of my favorite people in town. He was. Uh, he's a producer, mix engineer. Him and I like started talking years ago, and it was all of just over a, like a post or something like that about uh, like a hurricane that was coming. I think I had like trash bags over all my stuff and like oh, I hope we don't get flooded hope the roof doesn't fall in and we're just both like yeah geez holy crap this is kind of a big one heading towards us and it's like you know commonality I suppose of over destruction or right. whatnot yes <laughs> and uh, commonality will align people a lot more than a lot more than just like casting a wide net I mean look at this podcast I mean we really don't do any marketing. We let the people who like the podcast do the marketing, which has been the idea since the beginning. Right. But we're not, our net does not include mix engineers, producers, artists, et cetera. 
while all of them are welcome here, generally we're talking about how to market your mastering business right. in 2023. This isn't about how to ma- how to market your mixing or production or studio. This isn't about that. This is this is a mastering podcast, but everyone is welcome. And I think that even if you're listening outside of the music community, which, I mean, one of my best friends, I mean, he was in my wedding, uh, his name's Ellis. If you've been around for a while, you probably heard me reference him. Um, it's like he really didn't have any interest in music for the longest time, but he's just been listening to all these episodes. He would just like be fixing airplanes for government contracts. He'd just be deployed in Afghanistan and he'd be our one like stream in Afghanistan for that month. Mm. And uh, he'd be like, hey man, I love this. It's like, it touches so much to like other parts of life. And I was like, yeah, that's the goal because it's like music isn't as, like the music business isn't as removed from actual business as, you know, it seems. Right. And yes, this does touch on other things, but it's like as far as the net that we cast, it's a pretty darn skinny net. And uh, I mean, you and I were talking about a few episodes ago. It's like, how many mastering engineers do you really think there are in the world? And we kind of arrived around like 10,000. Yeah. And it's like, as our metrics would show, it's like as like six years of going into this, it's like, you know, I do think that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who dabble in it, but... It's like whether or not, and I, f- I feel like the people who dabble don't normally hang around in that area for a long time. Yeah. It's really the people who like, you know, kind of like on the 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 Hollywood, whatever, the row of stars, wherever it's like, really like sink their hands into the wet concrete and you're like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's like really kind of like leave their mark there. Um, the people who dabble, I feel like it's kind of like a little transient community, but it's like, those all, like, honestly, are not even who we're talking to. We're talking to people who this is what they want to do. Right. And it's like, even if it's like, you know, you're half mastering, half doing a nine to five, like me, it's like, I've been doing this for, this is year nine. And so it's like, you can keep doing it. And I say fairly darn busy. Um, it's a nice income. Um, it's like, yeah, you are who we are talking to as well, whether full time or, you know, part time. Um, and I would say that's about as wide as our net really gets. But if we get anyone else in here, we we love having you. Um, so, but it's like you know that commonality. We joke around a lot. Like Sam and I have been told we have good chemistry. I would agree. Um, uh, yes. And uh, but yeah, I would say uh, as far as people um, cast a small net, um, cre- uh, go for quality over quantity. Now's not really the time to go listening to the marketing episode from 2018 where we say. You know, go and like, like where everyone's like, yeah, DM 20 people a day or 20 people, whatever. It's like, now's not the time to do that. It's literally been over the years, literally narrowing down mm-hmm. like who you're targeting because people are just so over it. And I, it's like, who the heck knows who's a bot these days? And I mean, who's going to know who's what? Right. And like when, yeah, I I think that I think that the quote unquote algorithms are going to have an interesting time keeping up with what AI is about to do. Yeah, because essentially you just need to ask it, how do I get around? What's the best way to do to manage like the algorithm on social media platforms, yeah. like specifically Instagram, and it'll tell you. And then the algorithm's screwed. And but now it's an algorithm understanding an algorithm. But this algorithm literally can think. And the other one's programmed by thinkers. And so um, AI would win that battle. Unless, you know, the Instagram algorithm was AI, but how would the robot know what people want? But I don't know. And then the last one, yeah, like I said, just create commonality. Uh, What else do you have to add to that? Um, My other, like, practical thought was um, you can... Think about what you like. This is like so simple. This is something too, like when you have a transaction that goes well with a client or you get a new client, I always tell people, how did you do that? (laughs) Like, where did it come from? Was it a referral? Was it from Instagram? Just a random person, like website. But I like to often think, you know, the things I like, why do I like them? And how did I hear about them? Was it a friend? Was it a podcast? Was it an ad? You know, and I think for people who struggle with like, how do I market? Just look around your house and go, what did you buy and why? You know, like, 
you the things you own you were most likely marketed to like yeah either someone your friend was like oh my gosh about this thing and it's changed my life it's so good you got to have it you know or you were at the store and you saw it and you thought that'll solve the problem or you're on a podcast and someone you know was like oh this thing will change your life in 20 seconds every day you know just do this or plug this in or you Guess know. what you're not going to do for 20 seconds every day. Right. You know, that. or like, you know, you want to get healthy, so athletic greens. And <laughs> just had to. Uh, and so then you buy athletic so greens. Great. And it's just sitting on your shelf collecting dust and growing green mold. Um, more we wouldn't greens. be able to tell because it's green anyway. It's green anyway. Athletic greens. Um, use our code, 20% AG. <laughs> um, anyway... I, I want people to take some time. Have you not been marketed to enough? Exactly. Take some time. This Man, week. if our phones are listening right now, we are screwed. <laughs> uh, just take, I'm just going to send you athletic green ads. Yeah, do it. Just take time uh, this week to look through your take house, your greens. through your plugins, through your software, through your gear, through your life, through the car you own, you know, your clothes, and think how and why did I buy this? You know? And that will give you a good uh, indicator of how to market. And a lot of it will probably boil down to emotional decision-making, which is not necessarily always bad. But I think for a lot of people that struggle with marketing, they just overthink it. And you can look through your life and go, how, why, when did I buy that? You know, was it worth it? Um, and pull some commonalities once again from like that and then implement that into your own marketing. Um, you know, it's marketing to me is quite simple. It's, it really is not complicated. People make it really complicated. Even the people that spend billions of dollars to like try and learn how to manipulate emotions or, you know, will the color blue make somebody happier than the color green if they wear that t-shirt? Like, I think it's like people overcomplicate things a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think too with marketing, it can be, it's ba- marketing for 2023 for you as a master engineer should be based on your goals. So that's the other thing I help people with is like, like how should I market? And it's like, well, what, sh- what do you need to make this year to pay your bills? You know, that'll dictate how many clients you have. And then that will dictate, you know, how much work you need to do. And that'll probably dictate how many people you need to talk to. You know, if you want to get into numbers of like, say you convert one out of 10 or something, like you need to know kind of what you need to make financially and where you want to go as a person to market as well. And I think that's for a lot of people, they just, they have too broad of goals. Like, oh, I just want to make 100K. Like, what, what do you even know if that's enough? Like for what you want to do? <laughs> like what, what does that even mean? What does that look like? Why, you know, why does that cover everything you want to do in life? Um, you know, and they just, people just go on this broad, like I want the most views, the most followers, the most likes, the most interaction. And that is how I'll, you know, say it was successful marketing, I guess. But there's just, you know, I just feel like there's just so much confusion and complication within marketing, especially for master engineers. Um, you know, it's it doesn't have to be extremely complicated. And I think for 2023, you should keep it simple, stupid. Kiss, K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, and I, I genuinely believe you'll have the best year of your life because it'll also be freeing. When people start to cast a smaller net and you stop obsessing over quantity and optimization and like just trying to like scale or whatever you just you find that your brain is a little more quiet it's a little more still you find that your transactions are a little more authentic <coughs> a little more genuine you find that the relationships are a little more deep and you realize that hey I don't need to know everyone on the internet I also don't need to know what's going on with everyone in the internet and everything on the internet I think that's part of marketing 2023 is like, same with what Matt was saying about our podcast, it's not for everyone. It's for like 0.000001% of the population in the world. There's probably a hundred other zeros in there. Like we never... There's s- a <laughs> podcast topic that will never... I don't think we'll ever do this thing, but it's on our list. I think I put it on there yeah. of like, our podcast is not for you. Yeah. And essentially, <laughs> probably most of the people who listen to it aren't mastering engineers... 
If you are, it's great, but we'll never do that episode. But it's a it's a clicky kind of episode. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, I just <clears throat> I want people to have a great year, and I don't want people to like feel like they have to crank up. That's like a continual thing too. Of like, just just work harder. Just try harder. Just do harder. Just crank the dial more. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> and often, like trying harder, working harder. If you don't have goals and boundaries and kind of like things to create in or like put forth effort, you're just kind of like spinning your wheels. And yeah. I really feel like there's there's going to be a lot of people who have great years because they have simplified, they've gone for smaller reach, they've gone for more depth, they've gone for genuine connection, authenticity. And if you do that this year, it's going to be awesome. Like, I know it will be because it's what a number of, like, I do. And that's how I think math functions and a handful of people I know who master. And, like, we all kind of do the same thing, which is, like, just try to be a good person, try to solve the problem for the client, honor the client, and then, like, do show up somewhere. <laughs> like, you got to have people know who you are, you know, what you do and where they can find you you know, if you want to have a business, but that can look as simple as you meet with one person a week for coffee, you know? Yeah. And that's what I tell people all the time. Like, if you don't, a lot of people are like, I don't like social media. I don't have to do that. Okay, that's fine. No big deal. What do you want to do? Well, I'd love to have, you know, coffee or something. Okay. Once a week, a new, if you're a master engineer, take a mixer out for one hour, set the boundaries, say, hey, so-and-so, I'd love one hour of your time. Give them a hard in and out, like a, a stop for people. Because that's always terrifying when people are like, hey, I'll have people and I love it. It's nice. I try to hang out with people when I can, but I'm extremely busy. But if someone just comes to me and is like, hey, I just want to like hang out. I'm like, is this like a, a one hour or like a five hour thing? Like, what are we thinking? <laughs> What's the commitment? Yeah, here? and it, it does matter. And it's not a mean thing. It's just like, I've got a lot to do. And like, as much as I would mm -hmm. love to see you, I can't have coffee and then it rolls into lunch and then it's like, show me your work and then you're at the studio. Like, it can't be the day, you know, because I have records to do and I want to go golf. So, you know, it's like, you know, take a mixer out and say, hey, I'd like one hour of your time. You name the spot, shoot over three dates with three times. I'd love to like hear more about what you're working on, you know, or just somebody you like. Like, it's so simple. <clears throat> And then you never have to be on social media. You'd meet with over 50 mixers in a year. And I guarantee you, if you meet with fixed 50 mixers in person over a year, you are going to have a boost in your work. And then those mixers are going to talk to other mixers. Uh, because Seth Godin still is true. People like us do things like this. When you start working with mixers who love you, guess what? They hang out with other mixers who probably don't like their master engineer. <laughs> To be honest, mm -hmm. so, um, so anyway, that's my other tip. That's all I got for today. I'm I feel good nice. about that. What do you think, Matt? You can keep going if no, you like. No, I think that's great. If, uh, yeah, what's that? I'll say if you got more to say, you can. We can go like another ten minutes. No, I mean we're like right at an hour, so perfect. I'm pretty darn good. Um, did you ever, <laughs> I'm like in between of like, man, how do I like put this together, tie in one more athletic greens ad? <laughs> did did I send you the thing of the guy who uh was trying to get like land large sponsors on the podcast and he just like I think he lied and he like was trying to I think I can't remember who he was trying to land, but essentially he's like, Yeah, other people have done business with me. He's like done business with Windex. And he like had Gosh. all these fake Windex ads. Like Windex never sponsored him. Wow. But he was doing promo for Windex. Huh. And because they saw, yeah, Windex, it's like what is like spray it, wipe it, clean it, Windex, <laughs> like whatever it was. And he kept on doing that, that he was sponsored by, and then he landed the larger brands, <laughs> completely lying about it. <gasps> I didn't send this to you. I don't think so. Uh, I love doing that. I marketing is a thing I do in my other company, and I absolutely love it. I love trends. I love where marketing is going, design wise. 
It's actually headed in a very interesting area. You're starting to see some people do it. It's picking up like like right now, it's like minimalism's kind of coming to an end, and it's now like everyone's so tired of it that it's coming back into like maximalism. Yeah. The like all the design aspects of like the twenties and thirties where it's like you'd have like the pill bottle that would have like all the snakes around it and the vines and like the Adam and Eve in the middle around the tree and the tree is producing the pill that you need right now. So what you are taking from the bottle is an actual gift from the Lord. Or is it because it's from the tree? Who really knows? Anyway, that is kind of I think what's coming around as far as design aspect. Yeah. And you're seeing some brands adapt or adopt to it. Um, which is interesting because you're gonna need to see on a marketing spec. I'm curious if companies like Squarespace and whatnot and Wix and all these website designers will kind of pivot yeah. to allow you to do other stuff. Um and what that would look like outside of a like a minimalistic type way. Yeah. This is all like very like amusing to me. I'm also I really like Art Deco. Mm-hmm. Like I could never do it, but I really I don't know where like wh- like who the hell thinks of that. I don't know. Like I don't know who designs Art Deco things, but um like my wife and I were at like a hotel bar. We we're staying out of town. And, like, the whole bar was Art Deco. And it's just, like, it just blows my mind, like, how people think of that style. Yeah. Just because I can't. Yeah. And so that stuff that I can't do uh, amuses me. And it's kind of, like, whimsical to me in a way because I can't do it. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm excited for Art Deco things to kind of make a swoop background. And I think it, I think it is, but I think it has to go... Like by way of everyone is like like you even see like like watching like house design shows they're like yeah everyone in L A is like a little too minimalistic so we're kind of like dialing it up a bit and you're seeing like all these like pops of color yeah. everywhere and it's like all right we're taking the turn now how far are we gonna go in this direction and everyone's like Ugh, shiplap's gross now and it's like oh, okay it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, but it's like, this was like a New England style that like right. everybody adopted thanks to Joanna Gaines. Yep. And now it's like, yeah, I I don't know. And so I'm interested to see like where all of this stuff uh, kind of goes and lands. Anyway, as I've said in other episodes, I think it's all reciprocal and it all comes back to the analog. And so that's what we're talking about right now is we're so exhausted of just being hounded by the computers and being hounded by social media. And what's it coming back to? It's coming back to the personal interaction of you casting a smaller net, going quality over quantity, creating that commonality, and having genuine interaction. And that's where Athletic Greens comes in. <laughs> I'm just playing. I did, I did tie it in, though. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And so I'm I'm really excited to see it all come back to this. And I've actually been testing this in my other company. And I've been running just a slurry of print ads over like the past however long. And it's funny because it's working. And if it's not working, it's kind of interesting because I'm seeing other competitors who are direct competitors of my company yeah. that I don't really care about. I'm just curious like if I can make them waste their money to advertise in a space they weren't currently advertising in. Uh, because they see us advertising there, which would kind of like drive like market share right. to that area. And so I'm actually kind of curious. It's like, it's not really like a large chunk of money, but to know that they're wasting their money in reaction to us being there, because I know that they're trying to shark some of our adv- other advertisers that we got when they were a little bit like smaller than they are now. Now they're big and they're trying to shark them from us. And it's like, man, this is totally working <laughs> and this is fantastic. So it's very human and it's very like tangible. And it's very analog, and it's all coming back to that personal interaction. And this is me being like a crazy behavioral psychology major and just playing with, I guess, other people's wallets, which is kind of fun to me. Um, But I think it's very much coming back to the personal, very much to the analog. Uh, Once again, cast a smaller net, uh, quality over quantity, create commonality, and just have genuine interaction with people. And I think that's the honest-to-goodness recipe for 2023. Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything else? No, that's great. Cool, man. Well, if y'all liked what we said, um, don't go buy Athletic Greens. I tried it. It's not really that good. <laughs> <laughs> I just take the pills. It's kind of kind of gets me where I'm going. 
<laughs> Actually, ask Sam for supplement ideas. I've taken some of the supplements that Sam's recommended, at least some of the companies. It's been pretty nice. Yeah, um, that's true. Sam's like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to that, too. I'm not saying go to Sam for all your medical advice, but it's been nice. I get it from my anyway. wife because she's a certified holistic uh, nutritionist. So Y'all are smart. She's smart. Anyway, <laughs> if you liked what we said, <laughs> if you liked what we said, uh, leave a uh, post, a comment, likes, or as Sam said in the beginning, subscribe. That would that, that would also be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, that would be great. I will take any stars above four. That would be great. <laughs> and if you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For the Record Mastering. What else do we normally say? Mm, I think that might be about good. it. Should we say anything else? Thank you for listening. Grateful you're here. Yeah, thanks for being here. It, oh, shoot. <laughs> Thanking you. If you hear a sweet beat in the background, that was made by the one and only Sam Moses. Thank you mm-hmm. for putting these episodes together and uh, taking care of us. And I mean, we're like kind of nearing the 150s in these episodes. <laughs> and uh, we wouldn't be sounding nearly as shiny without... Uh, Without that nice sheen from Moses Mastering. So, thank you very much. So, and yeah, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever y'all are having, having a good one. Say thank you to Sam. Um, yeah, I don't recommend Athletic Greens at all. I think that's good. All right, all right, see ya. Cue music. Bye. (laughs) Well, if we get a check from Athletic Greens for this, nuts. (laughs) 